thought guy. Three, two, one. So I have a quote I want to start with this morning. It's from Raymond Charles Barker's book, The Power of Decision. And he says, success and failure are results of the use of mind. Every success-motivated mind has be, been given a decisive mind. Every failure-motivated mind has been an indecisive mind. Only the dreamer who acted with decision on his dream brought forth something new and valuable. So here's a big question. Are you success-motivated or failure-motivated? Are you a good witch or a bad witch? Are you success-motivated or failure-motivated in general? Now, I hear people talking about making a decision all the time. I, I read articles. I read some more articles this week that, that have anywhere between five and 20 ways on a list in the art of the decision. It is part of that whole phase of manifestation, the decision. The definition of the what is your decision, the what that you want to bring into your life that's not there right now. But is making a decision enough? Now, before I go on, I want to make sure that, that I say that the book, The Power of Decision, Raymond Charles Barker's book, is one of my favorite books. But is decision enough? I was reminded um, of one of my other favorite books. And in it, there's a quote by uh, Carlos Castaneda. And he wrote, in the universe, there is an immeasurable, indescribable force, which shamans call intent. And absolutely everything that exists in the entire cosmos is attached to intent by a connecting link meaning your mind, your, your thoughts, your consciousness. Decide and intend. <laughs> I hear people say, live your intention. I, I hear uh, teachers say that. Teachers of this philosophy say that. Be your intention. Live your intention. It is the direction you take, the why of that which you want to manifest. But is intention enough? By the way, again, Dr. Wayne Dyer's The Power of Intention is another one of my favorite books. I'm not here to, um, to disparage either of those books or their authors or what is being said and what is being taught in those books. I love those two books. However, to decide or intend doesn't mean you're doing it may get you to the part of the process of doing, the part of the process, the action, but it doesn't mean you'll stay just because you've made a decision, just because you have an intention. For example, you can always decide something and then sit on your butt and not execute the decision. But you've made the decision. You just haven't done anything about it. Or you can change the decision. Maybe it feels like it's getting a little too hard. So then you don't have to take action, right? 
Now, some of you may say, oh, well, come on, that's just semantics. I mean, if you decide to do it, that means you do it, yes? That is the power of decision. Really? Shall we go through all the decides you have made but didn't do? That would be a sobering journal exercise, wouldn't it? What happened? Well, you may say, well, life got in the way, uh, this person did this, and I had to do that, or whatever excuse shows up to get you off the hook of your decision, to not execute your decision. And, <laughs> and you claimed that powerful decision. You claimed it, but you didn't execute it. Also, again, you can intend all you want. And simultaneously, while intending, you can procrastinate or mess it up, either um, consciously or unconsciously. Especially, you can mess it up with too much meddling in the how. That's what a lot of people do. They start meddling in the how. Well, if I put this here and I do this there, and then it'll all come forward. Really? What's the universe doing for you? The universe takes care of the how of the manifestation. You don't have to move this person over here, move that person over there. Um, they may not want to. What are you going to do then? Let the universe deal with all that. Or at least inform you what you can do on this level. As the proverb, and um, there's this proverb that I found it started in the 1100s, but it was made famous in the 1600s, I think, by Samuel Johnson, who said, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So whether you decide or intend, it doesn't mean you are doing something. Or at least it doesn't mean you're doing something to forward this decision and intention. But when you make a decision with intention, subtle difference, you can and you will manifest. And you do that by declaring. When you declare something, when you make a pledge to something, a vow to something, truly, not just saying the words because it's in the ceremony, but when you declare something, that's where the power is. And in this declaration from the decision, using your intention, stuff shows up in your life, great stuff. The stuff you decide you want to experience in your life. The road to declaration is threefold. So here we go. One, research. So you can research. This is now I'm going real basic here. This is kindergarten here a little bit. Who am I? That's part of the research. Who am I? Who are you? Next, what do you want? This is still in research. What do you want? What is that experience you want? Peace of mind, something better in your finances, your relationships, whatever. What do I want? And what, I know I've said this a million times, I'll say it a million times more because it is so powerful. What does that look like? That thing that you want, that idea that you want may not be a thing. What does it look like? What does it smell like? What does it sound like? What does it 
feel like in your hands? What's the environment around this want? That's so important to experience it in mind and imagination and consciousness before it shows up in the 3D world. That's one, research. That's your research. Boom. Who am I? What do I want? And what does that want look like, smell like, sound like, taste like? Number two, reason. So now we step into reason. So now we're evaluating. We're running the numbers. Where will I make my stand? We're deciding on that. What are my priorities? We're using the divine matrix that I talk about all the time, the brain in the head, of course, the brain in the heart, especially, and the brain that's in the gut, where a lot of intuition pops up. We are using this divine matrix to discover and then concretize, which <laughs> I love that word, concretize, and concretize, solidify the why. Why? Do I, revealing the divinity in me, want this or that or the other? Why? Why? Is making your life better a strong enough why? That's up to you. Because then we go to number three, result. So when the thoughts and the imagination and the feelings get wrapped up and create a belief that inspires and motivates you, not just motivates you, but inspires and motivates action in you to whatever, pray, meditate, any spiritual practice, make phone calls, fill out applications, go and get more uh, learning, more education, getting mentored by somebody, finding allies for whatever this project is, even if the project is more... Um, more like a peace of mind. Maybe you need allies for that. Maybe you don't. It's a three-step, sometimes very deep process. I am not going to take away or I'm not going to ignore the idea that this might be a very intense, very deep process. But it is, and it, or it can be. Now, the bridge from the reason phase to the result phase is what I want to talk about today because that's... <clears throat> where those moments come when the movement into action is available to sputter, stutter, stop even, where we may give up, whether we are in spiritual practice about it or physical activity about it. Because these excuse words start showing up against us. Now, follow me here. Excuse words like typically... Usually, normally, they start showing up in your self-talk against you. Words that give you an excuse to throw your reasons, your whys, your becauses out the window. Well, typically, I don't, you know, well, you know, I know I want this, and uh, but typically, that's not something in my life. And usually, I don't receive such um honors or such uh, uh, finances or uh, such a person like that in my life, all those things start showing up. Oh, yeah, those old stories, they're fighting. They're fighting to stay. These are words that, words that give you an excuse to throw your reasons, your whys out the window, like I said. 
So now in the research to reason bridge, the what to the why, these words can be great. Okay, so there's a difference. When those words are used earlier in that bridge between research to reason, those words can be great. If the typically normally usually word is used as a motivator to move from the research to the reason, that can be exciting. That can be where you're pushing boundaries. That's where you move out of typically, get past the normally, lose the idea of usually. When you have researched what it is you want and reasoned the why you want it, sometimes using typically, usually normally words, type words, assist you to go where you've never gone before. Helps you break through, bust through. It is now time to implant the answer to the why, the because answer in your brain. What is your intention in this decision? My intention is to do this. Why? Because there's the power. In the because is the power. Because later when those L-Y type words show up, they show up against you. So when the excuses come, when the sputters come, the stutters come, or the stops come in your action time, and that action could be um, mentally, like I said, spiritual practice, or physically, taking some sort of physical action in the 3D world here. When those show up, that's when you start using those L-Y words against themselves, because they'll show up. Well, you know, I don't usually do this kind of thing. You ever heard that in your head? After you've decided that you wanted to do something later on while you're, you know, you get into the action phase. Well, you know, I don't really do this sort of thing. I typically work better when I'm not this, that, or the other, or I feel uncomfortable not being how I am normally. The old story. That's your old perception trying to stay, trying to keep turning into projection. It's your old story popping up to try to stop you, to keep you away from the decision, the decision to step away from typically, usually, normally. You can decide all you want. You can have the greatest intention, but until you use both intention and decision together to inspire, motivate, and sometimes combat the old typicallys, usuallys, and normallys, until you have a solid because, then the typicallys, usuallys, and normallys can come back, the old ones at least, can come back to bite you. Use your because answer to push back, push your boundaries, turn the fear, because that's what's going on when you step into the action phase. That's what's going on when typically, um, normally, and usually come back to bite you from the old story, the old perceptions. You turn that fear into fuel. You know, last week was the 55th anniversary of the airing of the first episode of Star Trek. Uh, Gene Roddenberry, to give you a little history that you may not know, Gene Roddenberry wanted to create a wagon train to the stars. Now, wagon train was a big hit 
popular show uh, in the early 60s. And it was about people who trekked across um, the West from Missouri to California in pursuit of new opportunities and new frontiers. Sound familiar? Now they're making a big trek, not only in mind, but in action. Sometimes our big treks are only in mind and the action kind of shows up at these people in wagon train. They were making big decisions, big intentions. The characters in the show were pushing boundaries of the typically, usually, and even normally. They were taking great risks to cross from Missouri to California. But by boldly going into that strange new world, the West, to seek out a better life, that became their because. That became their why. That is what kept them going forward. They could have always turned around and gone back to whatever was going on, even though obviously that wasn't a great life. But the idea of a life that wasn't what was usual or normal or typical for them is what they wanted. Roddenberry once said, our prime obligation to ourselves is to make the unknown known. We are on a journey to keep an appointment with whatever we are. So like the people of Wagon Train, like the people in Star Trek, what appointment have you made to the unknown? Better work, stronger relationships, healthier body, peaceful mind, anyway, anything around that or in between that. You are a powerful decision maker. I tell you that every week in one way or another. Yes, even the poor decisions that we have made and executed, they're powerful. They come from the same place that those great decisions come from. They even had intention. Usually the intention is um, either, uh, well, to get deep down, usually the, the intention is kind of dark and to keep away or to keep away from the dark, to keep away from facing, forgiving, moving forward, moving through all the shadow work, et cetera, et cetera. That's usually the intention. What we have to remember when those happen is to first forgive ourselves and to learn from them. Like the character from Star Trek The Next Generation, Jean-Luc Picard said, even in the darkest circumstances, there is light. Very biblical of him. <laughs> even in the darkest circumstances, there is a light because you can learn from them. They're done. It's happened. You go say you're sorry if you must, all that good stuff. But eventually you have to come back to yourself and learn from that. Now, there is one L-Y, as I've been saying, word. There's, there is one L-Y word I want you to have once you get to your decision, and that is faithfully. You can not use any of those other L-Y words I've talked about before, um, even to enhance you, even to move your for, move your forward. But once you get to the decision, once you get to your what that you have decided to have in your life, faithfully is the word you want to get into your mind, into your body, into your life, 
the intention to live faithfully in your declaration. Not the decision, but what you have declared, what you are going to reveal in your life. Wayne Dwyer, Dwyer, that was a friend of mine. Wayne Dyer wrote, Dr. Dyer wrote, when you shift to an abundance mindset, you repeat to yourself over and over again that you're unlimited because you emanated from the inexhaustible supply of intention. As this picture solidifies, you begin to act in this attitude of unending intent. There is no other possibility. We become what we think about. And as Emerson reminded us, the ancestor to every actor is a thought. Declare in thought that you have made the decision to intentionally be faithful to the reasons you want. You want better work, stronger relationships, et cetera, et cetera. You might say to yourself this to help yourself. Typically, I was fill in the blank. But my new normal, my new usual is now fill in the blank. If you sputter, stutter, or begin to stop, and so many of us do at one point or another in, in the work for a new manifestation, in our journey to a new frontier, our adventure into sometimes the unknown, our sojourn past the, the boundaries of space and time. Sometimes, sometimes we are bending reality or seeming to bend reality. Go back to that sentence. Go back to that which is your ancestor to this new story, to this new action. Typically, I was this way, but my new normal, my new usual is now this way. That is your intention. That is your decision that you've made. Working together to manifest the experience you are declaring. Remember, this is declare it month. Decide and intend. Make the decision supported by your intention and resulted by your action, of course, and that of the universe, which is always there backing you up. It's always there backing you up, good, bad, or indifferent. Do that. Decide and intend by declaring faithfully what it is you want in your life. And you will boldly go where you have never gone before. Thank you so much. Namaste.